there? Is that working? That is working indeed. Oh, good. <laughs> good morning, Steve. Yes, I top of the morning to you. It's been a top while. It has been a while. Um, yeah, so a lot been going on, but um, here we are. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're back. That's why my parents <laughs> used to call me a yo-yo all the time. I just keep coming back. <laughs> oh well. At what when? What age did you get married? Uh, twenty-four. At twenty-four, okay. So they they didn't have to kick you out then. No, no, no. I was already <laughs> out running around on my own. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, it's like you you know the movie Failure to Launch. You know. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> son taking over the house, just like oh. yeah. Yeah, that's funny. yeah. Well, my my wife keeps thinking that is it was kind of a rough time because you know my mom lived with us and we've lived with them and. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, uh, just one of those type of things where uh, it's not fun for the in-law, you know, to be a part of that type of situation, usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, it is it is kind of interesting how <clears throat> and this is just this is just a little aside, I guess, because we started talking about this. But um, we don't for some reason or other, we don't think of covenant as God does because covenant is the two become one. And my, as a parent, I would take that child in or that spouse in as one of my children. Yeah. And it's just that same acceptance, that same, that same approval, that same love, that same unconditional uh, relationship that we have with our kids that we should have with their spouses, but yet a lot of times the spouse feels alienated. Mm. And yeah, they don't, well, it's kind of like that they, they don't feel they have the same level of relationship, you know? Well, yeah, that's true. That's so true. Just, and, and that, you know, sometimes that takes, I mean, that takes, a, unless, uh, I mean, there's other factors involved, but uh, yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, that, that's special and then they've got their own parents, you know, kind of thing and their right. own family. So it's like, um, yeah, it, it's strange. Hey, it's like, you know, I was thinking about that story about, um, actually I was reading about it yesterday, I think, um, but just where, where that dude went to go and fetch, uh, go look for a wife or Isaac, you know, right? And um, and how you know she kind of had to leave everything um, true. for a guy that she'd never met, you know. All, yeah. all she knew about him is how well there's a story, <laughs> how well that servant represented um, the, the 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 dude back home, you know. Right. And right. From that, yeah. Yeah, I so. come to give you five. Five head of sheep, two goats, and a and a hog, <laughs> and you think I'm I'm worth it, you know? So you leave yeah. your family and everything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. yeah well, I, I'm sure if if a if a 
Uh, no, never mind. I mean, I'll go there. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, that could get me into trouble. <laughs> I'll just stay away from that. Well, I know that there's um, some. Tony and I were watching a, a show the other day, and and this this guy was just saying how much he loved his in laws, you know, and how hmm. much they related to one another, and how you know how they just accepted him in in as part of the family right from the beginning. And I thought, man. I, and these were world. I mean, these are people that were not born again believers. Yes, yes. And I thought, how much more should we have that type of relationship with, with the in laws or the whatever than even the world does? I mean, the world knows how to handle people better than we do half the time. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's one of the things that you know I often talk about, and of course, because we, you know, we've all probably lived through it, and. And I just as much because Michelle came from this very Pentecostal home and I came from this very non-church home. Um, right. So it's like now, even though we'd gone, you know, we'd been together, not been together, but, you know, we'd been going dating for two years and done youth together and all the rest of it. It's like there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing that will test the, your your cultural um, differences as much as being thrown into one place, um, like two rooms, and um, every day <laughs> for, right. for the rest of your life. You know, it's just right. like that's that's going to test your um, your uh, your cultural differences, and that's really what it is. Is like she right. came from a totally different cultural value system, behavior. You know, and that of course you know, within that context is how they behave, how they think, what they believe, right. what's important to them. A whole different way. Yeah, than, exactly. Yeah. And now you have these two, these two individuals that have been used to seeing life a whole different way. Most, uh, yeah. you know, all their life up to for 20 right. some odd years up to that point. Yes. And yes. then all of a sudden you're thrust into a situation where this person now thinks you thought they thought the same way as you, but, they really come at it from a different perspective. Totally different perspective. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, uh, I mean, you know, it's like we would be fighting uh, and I, I know nobody else does, you know, when they first get married, but you know, Michelle and I, we just like totally disagreed and we, we very, very vocal. We were very vocal about it because I kind of like, if I'd rather us deal with the thing than walk away and, Summer and you know harbor grudges later so just deal with it now you know but anyway so in my in my naivety i probably didn't deal with it all wisely <laughs> no you know not probably i didn't deal with it wisely because i had no clue on how to do this but right. um none, nonetheless you know from that i've learned with with you know over the years now is that you know, it's not just like I love you and you love me. Um, you know, we're a happy family. Uh, it's oh, just yeah. like um, I couldn't understand why we were having these clashes. I couldn't understand. You know, it's just I love this woman. I know she loves me, and here we're fighting about things. I don't. You know, you when you walk away and you're going like, "What was that about?" I had no right. idea what that was about. You know, it's just like right. we're disagreeing. For disagreement's sake, I, I don't right. understand it, you know. And and over the years, as I've now, you know, studied and learned and observed and things like that, 
I, I finally realized, wait a minute, you know, is this underlying value system, this underlying uh, something that I believe inherently through my experiences, through my upbringing, through my education, through the environment that I grew up in and that she grew up in is so different. And now suddenly there's underlying things that we don't even know. We don't know ourselves and they certainly don't know it clashes. And meantime, right. you know, we, we're looking into each other's eyes. We go, I love you. I want to stay with you the rest of my life until we're thrown into this like little space of now having to work those things out. And suddenly, boom, baby. It's just like, uh, what? <laughs> and really, what it is, is deep down on the inside of our mindsets, we're going like, who are you? I don't even know who I am. You know? Right, right. Uh, that's, that, you know, to summarize, that's really simplified. That's really what's happening, you know. So um, I discovered talking, uh, talking about through things, not just at a high level of like, do you believe in church? No, I do. Yes, I do. No, you do or whatever is like a deeper dive into who am I, who are you, you know, and, and communicating that. That's kind of what I've learned now over the years. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and that comes so coming back to where we started is just like, um, so the concept is that your, your daughter-in-law or your son-in-law feels a little bit estranged to you because – they don't understand. They don't know your relationship, your cultural setting, you know, basically, and they've got to learn that, I suppose. Or they know it because they've encountered it in in their spouse, and they know how I believe. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but that takes time, Steve. Would yeah. you agree? You know, that takes. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is like most people at twenty, most don't even know themselves they don't that's know true. what's important to them they you know they don't understand their belief system the the whole that whole background to it they just got like that's how i grew up but you know so we come into this like um you know uh, one couple um is like the the husband grew up in a home setting was okay this is like the chores of the house deal with it if you can you know kind of thing Whereas right. the the wife grew up in a situation where um, this is the list of things that you will get done today, you know, before I get home, and and it's, so now when they get married, <laughs> it's like boom, we, I was able to help them preempt that because we we discussed those differences before the time, you know. So, but you know, generally I'm saying is like when people don't understand those things, they get thrown into a situation. I'm using a very simplified version of it, but it, that can be, you cannot believe, I mean, you probably know, is like that can be a huge bone of contention. Oh, However, yeah. we, don't, we don't put our finger on that one thing. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like oh, we fight about everything else around that, but we don't, we, we're not dealing with that. It, it, it's as simple as that, but it can be as complex as whatever goes associated with it, you know, you never clean up. Oh, but you know, it's just like, I, well, I don't have to. Yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, so that they they have a problem now. You know, the in-laws get involved and everybody else, and yeah. Yeah. Now, what the what what I was thinking of while we're yes. talking about this is the mystery of marriage, 
in the fact that Christ being the head of the church or being the head of us, you know, I have my own mind. I've lived my own way, my past life, my whatever for all these years. And I have a way of thinking. And now I also have the mind of Christ. Yes. And it's no wonder there's conflict. Yeah, there's a conflict. There's a war that yes. goes on because at that point, I I have to decide that I no longer live, <laughs> but it's Christ yes. lives in me and and basically not acquiesce, but realize that if I'm going to live this life for him or if I'm going to live his life, then I've got to find out what he believes. Yes. And then cooperate with that. Uh, think yeah. with his mind. And I remember Connie saying that one time. I because we were out. I was out doing something, and I, at that point in time, I was traveling a bit, and, and I was off doing things. And and I know I've said this before, but I remember coming home and saying, "We don't, we don't talk that much while I'm gone. How do you make the decisions of the house, or make decisions when you don't know?" You know, you, you don't ask, you don't ask me about it. You don't, you know, you're not trying to seek that. You just go ahead and make these decisions and they're great decisions. I, I'm just wondering how, it's not that you don't make great decisions. It's just, I'm just wondering how you do it when I'm gone. And she says, mm. I think, I think with your heart. Mm. And I thought, man, what a, what a way to understand how we are to operate this life in Christ. Yeah, to think with his heart, uh, to believe how he believes. To, because uh, I remember one time I I was um, I had had both lungs collapse, and um, uh, because of a blood clot, and um, I was laying at home in the couch on the couch, and and I was uh, just having a rough time breathing, and and Connie had gone to work, and and uh, she called from work, and she said, hey. Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to come home. And I said, well, that's great. You know, come on home. And, and so when she got home, she was kind of crying, you know, she'd been crying and I said, what's the matter? And she says, I realized that I need to come home and agree with you. Cause it says, if any two of you agree on earth is touching that thing. She said, I realized that, that Satan has come to steal the word not just from us, but from our children and our children's children. And if I do not stand here and agree with you, she says, I may not agree totally how you believe, but I have to agree with you right now. So that mm. this thing is over. And mm. we agreed. Um, uh, she just laid hands on me and we agreed. And, and uh, the next morning I woke up and, and my lungs were clear and I was able to breathe again. Oh, so, God. But it's just one of those things that you you look at how this is in the natural, <laughs> you know, with the relationships and things and the, how the marriage has worked and things. And and then you look at the thing with Rebecca, you know, and and she just goes, oh, OK, yeah, I'm supposed to go with you. And and now all of a sudden comes into that understanding of I'm chosen to be this guy's wife and how she operated with Isaac at that point. You know, just before she even met him and you're just going, how does this work? You know, uh, you know, how does, how does that, how does that interact with, with me spiritually toward, uh, my savior, um, 
you know, I know that Genesis 48, it even talks about the relationship between Rebecca and Isaac, because that's the first time you find smoking in the Bible. It says that uh, Rebecca looked over at Isaac and lighted off her camel. So, uh, uh, there it is. There it is. (laughs) But the thing is, is that, is that that heart attitude to think with, his heart to think with the other person's heart and in malachi it talks about that it says woe unto you who have um oh what does it say uh dealt treacherously with the wife of your youth that word to deal treacherously means to hide with a cloaking device wow you cloak your heart you're not really sharing your heart. You're not really giving them your heart. You're cloaking or hiding your heart from them. Hmm. And I thought, man, that's, we do that. We do that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cloak, you know, like a Klingon cloaking device in Star Trek. You know, you cloak your heart so that you can't really see. You can't really see. It's kind of fuzzy. You think something's there, but you don't really know what it is. And you go ahead and, and attack or whatever it is you do, but you don't really know the heart of it. Yes. And, and I guess that's what you're saying, too, is to find out the heart of the individual, to find out where they're coming from and what what really makes them tick. What What is the real issue behind this? It's not yeah. it's not all this superfluous stuff that's out there flapping around getting the attention. It, there's something behind it. Yeah, exactly exactly and that's you know one of two things that like really um began my journey of sort of deeper pondering and consideration in these in this area was um one in one peter chapter three it talks about husbands live with your wives in an understanding way mm. and the the word is katagnosko which is it's not the same as um as that, uh, like that intimacy of, you know, like the sexual kind of intimacy. Right, right. Um, but it's more of a knowledgeable understanding, an empathetic understanding. It's like gaining a, an insight into um, your, your um, wife, you know. And, and so that was one. And then Stephen Covey, one of his principles he taught in, in um, the seven habits of highly effective people that like revolutionized my life is, is just because I began to apply it in so many areas and it solved so many problems for me, but it was understand before being understood. Mm. And it's just like, um, you know, if you want to influence somebody, first take time to understand them, where they're coming from, why, you know, how are they seeing it? Because they are behaving, reacting, doing something because, um, and I, it just, it, because of something. And I, right. and in this situation, what we do is we kind of judge it or we react to it uh, simply because we don't understand it. But if we took time, and that applies for your, uh, your wife, I mean, your um, marriage relationship. What about your children? What about your teenagers? You know, um, many times we don't understand them. They don't even understand themselves. But that, <laughs> you know, one wife. You know, I was teaching this at a in a workshop in a at a at a conference, 
and um, the one of the young young ladies who um, in the process now has got married and had children, whatever. But she just like she asked, put up her hand in the middle of my talk, and I'm going yes, and she goes. Um, how am I supposed to, how is my husband supposed to understand me if I don't even understand myself? <laughs> so I said, yeah, but that, that is the skill that a husband should learn. You know, that's one of his leadership things instead of just like, I'm the head of the home, you know, is this like one of his, one of his primary responsibilities as we find biblically is to actually understand that oh, we can go to Jesus and we can, you know, I, people say, well, I just want to tell the Lord. I said, well, tell me. You know, but, uh, 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 you know, religiously, we think like the Lord can't handle us being honest. He knows our heart anyway. So right. I say, rather, you know, it's like one guy said, well, I, I just don't believe in him. And I said, well, tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, like, what? But I don't believe in him. I said, well, tell him that. You know, right. it's just like, tell him that. you don't believe in him. Because I know that when the conversation starts, the Lord understands. The Lord wants to understand. I mean, he does understand. You know what I'm saying? But right. he, he, he's willing to listen because he knows um, he's willing to be understanding in that sense because he knows that's the first place of, of influence. So when you start sharing your heart with him and your thinking and your thoughts with him, he knows all of that, but he uh, he's so skilled at that. He begins to influence you by his spirit, you know? And uh, it's just like, so as you share your heart, he, he can find a find place in your life. And the same goes for our relationships. If we took the time to be empathetic um, understanders, you know, it's like, help me to understand your perspective. Help me to see it your way. Help me to see what you're struggling with, why you're struggling. And when we do that, people's and trust in us grows immensely and our influence grows immensely in their life because now they're prepared to listen to us. Yeah, do you suppose we cloak our hearts with God? Yes, we, we do. Because we, we, we've grown up so religiously, Steve, is that we think that, you know, I've got to pray, you know, in, in King James Version with, <laughs> with um, you know, and I've just got to say the right word. And you know what? stood out to me was that story that Jesus told about, well, it wasn't a story. I mean, it was a real event, obviously, because he said there was this Pharisee that got up and said, you know, I tithe and I'm glad I'm not like him, you know, and right. the, and the, uh, and the, uh, the, the tax collector or whatever, I think it was a tax collector said, beat his breast and said, um, you know, forgive me, Lord, because, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not worthy to be, Right, you know, heard by you, and that you know was his like true heart. It didn't fit in with the with the Pharisees, um, <laughs> you know, narrative. But that was his true heart. And Jesus said, "He's the humble one." You know, the other guys, the the arrogant one, and right. uh, because he clogged he clogged his heart in his nice speech and and you know thinking that's what God wanted to hear, rather than God just want God knows your heart already knows right. the words, knows what's going on inside. He just wants you to express it to him, you know. Yeah. Tell him what your frustration is. Tell him what you got. Because he understands. That's the thing. He is the skilled husband, you know. He is the skilled groom. And uh, right. he, if I can, you know, refer to it in that way, I hope that sounds okay. But, you know, he, he's, 
he's so skilled in dealing with his bride. You know, he knows how to deal with her. Right. And that, and that's called, if, if you do hide it, if you do cloak your heart, it's called dealing treacherously. Well, least, exactly. In our vernacular. Yeah. yeah. So you're going, man, oh man, I, you know, how many times do I deal treacherously just because I don't want, I don't want to ruffle feathers. I don't want yes. to, um, I don't want to uh, burden them. I don't want to do this or that or the other thing, whatever it is, you know, I don't yeah. want to, but you end up cloaking your heart or cloaking what you're really thinking. And it just adds more to the mess than it does to um, actually resolve things. Uh, Cause then you're not, you can't be of one heart of one mind of one accord uh, because well, you're not agreed in it because there's no way to agree if I'm cloaking my heart. Exactly. Well, what it does is it hinders communication. Well, yeah. And, and when communication is hindered, there's a, there's, there's um, a lesser quality of fellowship. And if right. there's a lesser quality of fellowship, intimacy ultimately suffers and right. and and i'm not just talking about sexual intimacy i'm talking about that that intimacy you know it's like you you know the little cliche they use but that ability to to connect with the soul you know and right. when we begin withholding ourselves from our partner um you know remember jesus said he said um uh, they said to him you know about divorce and he said yeah, Moses it gave, you know, or God allowed you to, allowed Moses to um, give that kind of go ahead for divorce simply because of the hardness of the heart. Right. And, and, uh, and it's like the callousing and the heart, there's always the, the soul realm, you know, it's like, uh, anyway, but um, it's just like we begin to withhold ourselves and it becomes hardened towards our partner. And, right. and, uh, and I mean, there's other things that go on after that. But when we when we callous ourselves or harden ourselves or become um, less vulnerable, less um, sensitive, we become desensitized. Uh, what happens is now communication is not happening, and and so you know, divorce when the when the piece of paper is ultimately issued, you know, court or where, however, and and the 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 official divorce takes place. For me, I I don't believe that that is where it happens. It begins no. way 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 back somewhere that right. a hardening of the heart began, a withholding began, and right. so that the other person cannot, you know, reach the sensitive part of you, and and um, uh, you know, can't touch that. You know, it's just like um, again, it's like in in uh, one Peter chapter three talks about. You know, it's the hidden man of the heart. You know, it's right, just right. like um, that peaceable person that is uh, dressed properly, and and we've got to constantly be dressing dressing ourselves in that area so that we are we are that. You know, towards we may not agree always. We may we may. But as soon as we harden our heart to them, um, right. that's that's when the breakdown has begun. You know. Yeah, it says counsel is bound up in the heart of man, but a man of understanding will draw it from them. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, Song of Solomon four twelve, I believe it is, says that my sister, my spouse, has been a fountain shut up in a garden enclosed. 
a lot of the things that we say and do causes her or causes our spouse to shut up, become yeah. a fountain shut up. There's no more drawing from the well. There's no more, there's no more realizing that, that within that spouse is a wellspring of living water. And I'm coming there to draw from that well. Yeah. And because uh, a man of wisdom or understanding will draw it from them. So yeah. uh, if I, if I truly do not, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm in that place now where I don't, I don't draw from that well anymore. Uh, basically there is no outlet and they become yeah. dead sea uh, because that's what a dead sea is. It's just that there's always input, but there's no outlet and yeah. it's going to find an outlet somewhere. I mean, that's just, that's just the way, uh, and whether it be in some other person or some other thing or activity or whatever, it's going to find a place. And that's the sad part of it is because yeah. it's going to look for something else. And, uh, that's where, you know, if we can realize that as Christ, we came that our spouse may have life first and foremost, um, not just our spouse, everybody around us came that we might have life in that more abundantly. If I yeah. come, if I come to my, just my wife and kids and realize that they're the first ones I'm sent to so they can have life and that more abundantly, then I'll begin also to make sure that they're not a fountain shut up yeah. in a garden enclosed. I'm going to make sure that they're still flowing, that they still have out of their belly flows a river of living water again. Yeah, because uh, man, that's that's part of the first thing I've noticed in a lot of couples is that uh, somehow one or the other of them becomes stopped up, and then once it does, there is no more flow between them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, th that's it. It's like, um, but you know, it it becomes now a two way street. It's like right one, you know, it's like out of my hurt and hardness. I'm saying things being critical, whatever. Right. That's that's you know making it worse. That that's why I go like if somebody, if if anybody, if somebody in the in that mix, and it, listen, it can be with your children. It can be within a team. It can, right. you know, it's right. the same thing happens all the time. Is like if there's an understanding, if as that's your leadership, not your position or your title. Right. Your leadership is if at that point you take that principle and say. Okay, I'm going to make a point of every day understanding them, and that just doesn't mean like um, like what are you talking about. It's just like um, help me to understand where you're coming from, and really ponder it, really pray about it, and be sensitive to them. Not just about you; it's about them, you right. know. Right. Um, and just what you were talking about the wells. I was thinking about, or, or you know, yeah, the the within them is in Proverbs chapter five. Uh, verse 15 through to a little 20, I think it is. But it says, drink water from your own cistern, mm. running water from your own well. And it's right. talking about, you know, he says, first off, um, uh, um, it says, for, uh, I'm just going back a little bit. I'm looking quickly. So for the lips of the adulterous woman, drip honey in her speeches. So if you're embracing a, a betrayal, if you that treacherous, I mean, it, it, you know, adultery doesn't necessarily have to be a physical act. It can be right. just, you know, something, some, anything can seduce you away from your relationship. 
And then, but then he goes on to say, drink water from your own cistern, running water from your own well. Should your springs overflow in the streets, your streams of water in the public squares, let them be yours alone, never to be shared with strangers. May your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. So that all is talking about enjoying um, the life flow from the, your, the wife of your youth. And, and it could be both ways, you know, enjoying the, your, your, the, the, the husband of your youth. And, and so a loving doe, a graceful deer, may her breast satisfy you always. Okay, that could be a bit difficult when it's the husband. But anyway, you know what I mean? And may you ever be intoxicated with her love. Um, why, my son, be intoxicated with another man's wife? Why embrace the bosom of a wayward woman? And again, let's not just talk, think about physical uh, which right. could happen, but let's think about whatever could, you know, distracts you or takes you away from that place of drinking. I think that, like description, drink water from your own well, running water, you know, from your own well. It's just like, yeah, that that's powerful. Um, just what you're saying, you know, that's is like Proverbs five, right? That's Proverbs five. Yeah. Yeah. Verse nineteen says, "Let her be," which is your wife. As a loving yeah. mind and a pleasant role, let her breasts satisfy thee at all times, and be thou wrapped right. always with her love. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a type of thing where I'm going to be fully satisfied with right. this person, and but yeah. and they know it. That's the thing; yeah. they know that they feel it, yeah. not just yeah, exactly. There's a presence there that makes them feel that because there's also that that evil presence that comes in when you're not. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I, I, listen, that's the thing is when you are not doing it, you can feel it. You right. know, it's like, you know it, they know it. In a relationship, you know, listen, let, let's, even outside of marriage, Steve, is like, you can feel when you, when, in a relationship, when there's a distance. And right. like, why is there distance? And, and the problem is today, instead of us, Pressing in and saying, this is non-negotiable. I want to understand. I am going, I'm committed to, uh, to the value of this relationship. What we do is like we, we um, draw to ourselves and more and more we draw away, you know. So uh, it just, and then the breakdown, the breakdown always happens in the heart first. You know? right. It just does. It just happens there, you know. In, in my own mind and my own attitude, my own thinking, I, I begin to harden myself against them. So I've been hurt. And that's where 1 Corinthians 13 comes in, of course. You know, it's right. just like, um, so let, let me just read this quickly, sorry, from, from the message, Baba. It says, do you know the saying, drink from your own rain barrel, draw water from your own spring-fed well? It's true. Otherwise, you may may one day come home and find your barrel empty and your well polluted. Wow. <laughs> your your spring water is for you and you alone, not to be passed around among strangers. Bless your fresh flowing fountain. Enjoy the wife you married as a young man, lovely as an angel, beautiful as a rose. Don't ever quit taking delight in her body. Oh, that's pretty descriptive. Never yeah. take her love for granted, ever. And uh, why would you trade enduring intimacies for cheap thrills with a prostitute for dalliance with a promiscuous stranger? 
uh, gosh, you know, I wish wish we could see pass that on to a lot more people today. <laughs> um, yeah, just like really, and yeah. Anyway, so yeah, absolutely. It's just delight, delighting each other. You know, I mean, it's referring here to, of course, you know, from from the man's, you know, from the husband's side, but um, you know. Easily, we kind of devalue each other, and we devalue the relationship, and we come back to what you, you know, you brought up earlier. Is just like we deal treacherously with the Lord, you know. Is right. we hold that, withhold ourselves. We feel like we didn't get our prayer answered properly. You know, we've been dealt with, um, you know, not according to the way we wanted to. We felt like we didn't get our faith uh, prayer met you know, the way we wanted to. Right. And so we, we kind of like hold it against the Lord, you know? And so um, we think, you know, why, you know, and so now we become offended at the Lord. We won't say that because right. religiously we, we, you know, we won't say it, but at the same time is like, um, we are offended at the Lord, you know? Yeah. And, and we'll and, say uh, Lord, Lord, but it says, as it says, your heart is far from me. You exactly. You're hiding your heart from me. Yeah. Right. So it's just... it... Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so 1 Corinthians 13, again in the Message Bible, but it says love never gives up. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it never gives up. It cares more for others than for self. So, you know, even with the Lord, are, are we selfishly thinking like, I should have had my prayer answered. Why didn't my prayer get answered? You know, why, why, why? Is this like... Um, are we caring more about our relationship, you know, that for the Lord? And I'm using that now specifically in that area, but it's practical in every area. Are we caring more for others than for ourselves? You know, it, love doesn't want what it doesn't have. <laughs> uh, right. Love doesn't strut. It does, it's not arrogant. It doesn't strut around and say, you know, the component. Love doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, um, doesn't yeah. revel when others grovel, uh, doesn't take pleasure in, in the flowering of truth, um, puts up with anything, trusts God always. Oh, my word, you know, right there. Um, <laughs> always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going right to the end. I mean, hey, you know, you can't, you can't, and then it goes on, never dies. <laughs> Love just never dies, you know. So uh, for me, it's like uh, I, I was reading one day in a forum and, and they, they were saying, um, you know, um, <laughs> it's like, is it, is it one saved, always saved? Or, or um, you know, or can you fall out of eternal grace with the Lord, you know? So... And the, the, so everybody's like commenting and say, well, everybody here commenting, why would you even consider it? I don't even consider the fact that there's a possibility. I'm not even going to try. Uh, right. So for me, it's like, I love the Lord. I never give up on that. That's right. all there is to it. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. I love the Lord. I know he loves me. And, and you know, just like any relationship, uh, sometimes Michelle, I feel like, doesn't meet my needs. But that's not the problem. I probably don't meet the her needs sometimes. But we still <laughs> love each other, you know. We put up with it and, and just go, we love each other. We trust each other. We look for the best in each other. We never look back. Um, and that could be like that, 
little sweetheart at school, forget about her. Um, it's just like, um, keep going right to the end. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it says it's not self-serving, uh, you know, in exactly. other words. Yeah. So yeah. when you think about self-serving, it's not, uh, you know, you think of, of things of others more than you think of yourself. And that's where, that's where a lot of times, um, you know, you hurt me or, uh, I'm not happy or, uh, whatever it is, is it's more self centered. And I would probably venture to say that most arguments come out of that place of self as a to discovering what that other person is really needing and, and, and um, it really needs. And, uh, because if we have the true spirit nature of Christ, he, he gave up his life so that we could live. (laughs) Yes. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would just do that for for my wife or for my kids or for, whoever else is in my life, you know, yes, uh, right. just give up whatever it is that I think, uh, you know, uh, so that you may live. Yes. Uh, that's, a uh, that's just doing that would probably make my life a lot simpler. Yeah, exactly. But the, it, as simple as it sounds, the complexity is, all the factors that we deal with as in our character, in our personality, in right. our, our value system that we've grown, our belief system that we've grown up with. And being, you know, we don't realize the, 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 the tremendous influence that our friends, our family, our home life, our church life has had on our, on us. Oh, yeah. It's, it's huge. It's so complex. So we don't understand ourselves, let alone understanding the person. Right. And of course, Jesus, Jesus said, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So most of the time, we, we can't effectively love our, or, or practically or with quality love our spouse because we don't even love ourselves. Right. We have a, we have a very low self-esteem of ourselves. And as simple as it is, it's complex in its implementation. Right. But it, 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 you know, is that if we, I, I don't know, it's like if we go to Romans, I mean, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, and we go, we try and live all of those <laughs> qualities. It's just like, it's too hard. Yeah. But how about just starting with um, this month, this month, I'm just going to be love never gives up. I'm just, right. I, that's what, that's all I'm going to apply. I'm going to get that give up mentality out my life and I'm going to love as if I'll never give up. Right now, you, you know what I'm saying? It's that one little thing that can make a huge difference, you know? Yeah. Like but you told it, Peter, I'm going to wash your feet. Well, Lord, wash yes. all me. No, you couldn't yes. handle that. Let me just wash exactly. your feet. Yes, exactly. Yeah, very practical. <laughs> yeah, I think the Lord is such a great leader, man. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, man, he's, he's got it together, man. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be able to handle it if I took care of all of it right now. Let me just... Yeah, exactly. Let me just get your feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That is powerful. That is powerful. <laughs> well, there's yeah. so... 
But I know that I've, and this is part of it too, is that we think of it as a performance or, but actually when, when in the whole New Testament, it says that all of it is a testimony of Christ. Hello. Well, it uh, seems there you are. Lo- there you phone. are. Go back again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just had a phone call come through. Sorry about that. Oh, is that that's okay? No yeah, problem. I didn't put no it problem. on silent mode. Um, and now I forgot what I was talking about. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what's happening? I forgot. Yeah. To the yeah. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh no, you lost it. <laughs> What a bummer. It was a revelation, but we're not going to get it today. Yeah, it really was a revelation. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, well, that's all right. That's all right. It's all right. It was probably just for me anyway. It's there's there's other stuff. Well, it's always <laughs> we always getting it first, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. But there's there's now, so much to this relationship thing that oh, that's what I was going to say is that a lot of times we try to make it a performance when actually it's, the whole scripture is a testimony of Jesus Christ. So if it's Christ right. in you, it's saying this is who you are. This is who yes. I believe that you are. This is yes. how I know that you are. But yet you don't see yourself as that yet. You don't have to try to perform it. I'm working it in you both to will and to do of my good pleasure because you're my workmanship. I begin this in you. I'm going to complete it. But let me show you what I'm doing. Let me show you the end of your faith. Let me show you what it is that you're going to be like. Because this is what I see you as already. And that's that's part of the problem is that then we'll run out and try to perform some of this stuff. When actually, if I just simply believe that's who I am, I really will act like that. Yeah. Uh, because I won't be standing for what I thought I was. I'll be standing for what I really truly believe I am. Yes. Because uh, I don't act any differently uh, than what I truly believe I am in the heart. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah. So yeah. if yeah, I really truly thing is... believe I'm a husband that's going to give up my, that's going to make sure that my wife lives first and foremost, I'm just going to act that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got. That's the thing is that transformation has got to come from the inside out. Right. You know? So. So. Um, what we what we don't I, we don't identify with something new. We identifying with the old, you know, and right. And, right. That, and that's why we bring all this baggage into into our relationship and into our marriage, into our home. Um, and many times we that's why you know parents are trying to be liked by their children. They want to be they want to win the popularity contest with their right. children. And, and, you know, the kids, the kids can see through that. They're going right. like, you, you know, um, I need, they, they don't say it like that. I mean, they will like fight you and roll their eyes and whatever else. But right. they're actually going like, I need you to be the parent. You know, right. it's like, will, will you, apparently, will you, can you, can you live, can you be the person that, that um, is, uh, and they get, People get like really upset with me, and I was like, "Who's the parent in the relationship?" You know, right, it's just right. like uh, uh, somebody has to be the parent. Somebody has to be mature enough to say, 
uh, I'm prepared to I'm prepared to understand. I'm prepared to walk through this. I'm prepared to be love in this. I'm prepared to identify, bring the right identity into our relationship. That's really what it is. And so, you know, it's like uh, somebody has to, somebody somewhere, sometime. Because if you've got two children, they're just going to be pulling on that toy and saying, it's mine, now it's mine, now it's mine, now it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Well, I want it and slap each other and pull each other's hair. It's kind of like we're seeing, you know, just like a more adult way of doing it. But what we've got to do is get back down to, and the Lord never does that with us, Steve. If you start wrangling and striving and he just backs off, you know, he just goes like, when you're ready, I'm here. You know, I, I love you, but I can't, I can't work like this with you right now. Yeah. So when you're ready to, to come and talk to me, I'm here to listen. I'm here to, to help you. I'm here to work with you. You know, so. Do you suppose that's why he, when he told the disciples to go out, he said, don't take a purse with you. Don't take an extra change of clothes. Don't, in other words, don't take any of your old baggage with you. Yeah, I think so. I'm sending think, you out. Don't take any of your don't take any of your baggage. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't take any distractions. You know, it's right. just like uh, be focused on on and that's why, you know, I, I, I talk about or I choose one thing, you know, because I found in coaching uh, both married couples and uh, and you know leaders and rugby. It's the one thing uh, and and rugby, you know, that's like with rugby, what I did was I got you know, I would take one thing and I would go hit it from different angles. So they're doing it over and over again, and I progress on it. So we'll start basic, like just throwing the ball to each other. You know, get them to throw the ball. And then I would progress that so they now, you know, having to uh, avoid um, opposition and pass under pressure. And so it just progressively take a thing. But, so you know, because... What we do is we read a book on, on you know, loving your, your spouse, or we go to a, a, a seminar on, right, on right. A marriage, you know. And so we get this whole weekend, and it's like loaded on us, and we go home and go, I've got all this information. So we start the first week, and we all, you know, and then slowly but surely we regress back into old behavioral patterns, you know, oh, with yeah. old thinking. And and this concept that people tell you, you know, as long as you've got Jesus in your marriage, everything's going to be fine. Well, that's not true because 50% of Christian marriages fail. Uh, right. It's higher than in the world. So that's it's crazy. just like that just tells you that something in the behavior, something in the maturity of us dealing in relationships doesn't work you know right and and of course you know that's one of the things that i get like really on about especially in leadership in churches and stuff is like we we trying to tell people to have good relationships at home but we don't know how to have it within our leadership team right you know from the you know within the context of our of that community how how are they supposed to get it into the marriage relationship? You know, if it's not there and if it's not in the marriage relationship, how's it going to be in the communities? This like process that just goes on and on. But anyway, the point is, is that rather instead of taking, you know, 13 chapters, reading a book, going to a seminar, you know, listening to somebody preaching on, on marriage, take one thing, just right. one thing and say, how can I apply this this month? Forget right. everything else. 
just that one thing. How am I going to apply this one thing this month? You know, right. what does it look like? How, you know, I'm telling you, when that becomes, that's how we renew our mind. You know, that's how transformation happens. It's right. not, you know, it's just like we try and, and, you know, people are so knowledgeable. I mean, today we listen to messages. We've got online Bibles. We've got preaching. We've got, oh, my gosh. And yet we still, it's still not happening, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, because we're we're looking at it as a whole, as a performance issue, as opposed to just taking that one thing that we've been washed in and saying, this is really, this is my clean foot. This is really who I am. And starting right. with that basic step. And um, like you said, sometimes it's, it's better to keep it simple like that because, and then add to it, uh, be faithful in the little, not not the whole thing just yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just be faithful in the little. Yeah. So win in the little things, you know, win in the little things. And, you know, it's the, it's the little things that go a long way. It's the little things that, that undermine everything as well. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. Little foxes you know, spoil the vine. Yeah, exactly. But if we, if we can win with a little bit, you know, I'm going to smile more, you know, I'm yeah. going to listen more, you know, it's just like, Okay, I'm going to pause. I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to pause and I'm going to listen. Uh, you know, it just, it, it can make a huge difference in, in our relationship. And the same goes for, for our relationship with the Lord. You know, it's not just right. about talking. Sometimes yeah. we need to listen, you know. And I think that's one of the things that you and I, like, um, just out of our relationship with each other, but, you know, that we're wanting to see more of is you know, a little thing like let's con- conversation more, you know, is right. with, within the context of it's not just about m- me and my idea and my prophecy and everything else. It's like right. how, do we, how do we converse more, you know, so that um, everybody has a growing process and a learning process and an understanding process, you know? Right, right. Yeah, because I would much rather... I would much rather listen to two guys or three guys or four guys talk about something than I would just hear a monologue again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just because you get so many different sides of the same coin. Uh, Well, I guess there's not that many sides of a coin, Uh, (laughs) but different sides of the same tree. As I, as I always say, you know, you're looking at one side of the tree, I'm looking at it from another and another person standing over there and they're seeing it from a totally different perspective. It's the same tree, but, um, you know, it's just a different, it's a different view of the same tree. Um, but there's a lot of times we don't realize, and, and sometimes even like what we're talking about right now, there'll be all of a sudden something sparks like that thing in Malachi, you know, the, the cloaking, yeah. the cloaking device or the thing over in first Corinthians 13, or, you know, those different things. I wouldn't sit there and think of that myself. Yeah. You know, that's because, you know, you is because the Lord sparked something back in you again. And could you imagine, I mean, Connie and I'll do that a lot of times in, in different areas, but it's, it's fun to draw that out of your own spouse too. Yeah, exactly. And get to walking life together in that way. Yes. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, that's, yeah, it, it, it's like there's, 
there's much more to to our journey than than oftentimes we we um we can you know that we give we give recognition to you know so right we've got to we've got to learn to walk these things out together yeah no it's good well we we kind of moved into a, a topic we didn't even or a or a conversational point that we didn't even anticipate <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was good it's, yeah, yeah. it's like we have no preparation no notes no no uh pre-planning just like okay this is um i don't know well not even this is we just kind of like went there so yeah. but it was rich it's, it's good a, a good reminder again uh yeah thank you for your time today man i appreciate it well thank you um i this is the type of stuff we started recording in the beginning just uh you know just recording our conversation yes exactly so exactly you know just keeping with that with that idea because uh, a lot of times, a lot of times we get predisposed to some things and then uh, not that it's bad. It's just, it's not as maybe as fresh as, yeah. you know, just I'm thinking, I'm giving you my heart at this point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and that's all it is. It's just like, um, yeah, just w- what is in our heart and, and bringing life to each other, you know, so um, and to those that want to participate in it so right um, yeah it's really good yeah no i appreciate it thanks so much man it's really well, great thank you thank yeah you. man have and, a great uh, weekend and we'll, yeah we'll, we'll see talk. you in a couple months <laughs> yes <laughs> no hopefully not <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> well yeah. i know we just talked a couple days ago too but uh you know yeah like, yeah we we talking but yeah we yeah. didn't haven't done a recording in time yeah that's but, true <laughs> yeah but all righty. All right. We'll catch uh, you thanks later. so much. I love you lots, right, man. Bye bye. Okay. Bye.